Hey, this is Kat Kahn from Knoxville, Tennessee. And Tanya Rice from Minneapolis, Minnesota. We are grateful you've joined us. And we cannot wait to share with you the musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learn, laugh, and enjoy. And we hope you will share with us any of your comments or questions. Without further ado, this is Two Pittas on a Pod. So hi, Kat. Listen to us be real peppy after three recordings. I know. We are peppy. We are just getting it today. We are getting it. So what are we talking about this time that we get it? Well, you are doing a lot of the talking, and I'm very excited to learn from you. This is some stuff that we talked about during 300 Hour, but we're talking about the yin and the yang within us all and the... the Etta and the Pingala. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about doing some energy talking and the energy around us. And anyway, and most of the time when you've, if you've ever been to a yoga class, and I would say all of our listeners have, they've heard some instructor talk about the energy within us and around us. So I think it'll be a good topic. So teach yeah. me, master. Teach me, master. <laughs> well, first of all, like it's one of those things where you can see me like wrap my arms around really funny, right? But you think about the symbol of the yin yang symbol and mm-hmm. it's like the black swoop and the white swoop mm-hmm. and if you see a true yin yang in the center of the black swoop is a tiny white circle right. and in the swoop of the white there's a tiny black circle mm-hmm. because in yin yang theory or in the duality of knowledge and we just talked about this on our last podcast when we were talking about the heal yourself book is that there's always a tiny little bit of light in all darkness and there is also a tiny bit of darkness in all light Mm -hmm. and that's those two dots are representing that the two can't exist without the other like yang cannot exist without the knowledge of yin and yin cannot exist without the knowledge of yang i'm not sure i understand (laughs) (laughs) and and siri has an opinion on it too You have to leave that in. (laughs) Well, okay. So there you go. My watch speaks. Yeah. So that was interesting. So somewhere in that, I must have uh, woke her up. (laughs) Random. So as we talk about yin and yang, like in energy medicine, in Reiki training, in yoga, we talk about the yang side being the very active masculine side of the body and the yin side being the very feminine and cooler side of the body. So you talk about like vinyasa practices being very yang style and restorative classes or actual yin yoga classes being very yin style, right? Mm -hmm. And really what that's alluding to is that just like all things in the body, we have momentum and we have inertia, right? Like literally we have times where we're like, oh, I just don't want to do this anymore. And then we have times where we're like, let's go, come on, we got to do some shit, right? Like that's that exact sort of balance in our life is making sure that we can balance the ease and the calm with the productivity and the activity, right? And that's that intelligence. And so what people maybe don't realize is that the body is quite literally split right down the middle. And the right side of the body is the very yang active side of the body. And the left side of the body is the very yin, the very, let's think about this a second, right side of the Mm -hmm. body. Yeah. Wow. That's interesting because my right shoulders always hurt the right arm hurts more everything on the right side I struggle with more and I fight against that right side all the time and I'm all left-sided wow 
That's very wow. common in the mm-hmm. Reiki room. Very yeah. common. Wow. One-sided because, and I always describe this too, if you were to line 100 people up against a wall and you were to have 100 other people over here take and throw a softball at them, 50 people are going to dodge the ball by leaning to the right and 50 people are going to dodge the ball by leaning to the left. I would go right. You dodge right. That's why yeah. you have right-sided stuff. Uh-huh. I dodge left, and that's why I have left-sided stuff. Wow. Are you going to talk to us about the stuff? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe not on this episode. We won't have time. But, like, remember when I was driving my car and that metal thing came through my windshield? Mm-hmm. I dodged left. And had I dodged right, I would have been dead. Yeah. So by dodging left was what my body knew to do and also what saved my life. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. So, yeah. It's crazy, but real. Yeah. So all the things, right? So let's talk about the two sides of the body. In yoga, we talk about it as Ida and Pingala, which you referred to in the beginning. Ida is the yin side and Pingala is the yang side. So think G and G. Yang and Pingala, they both have G's in it. And yin and Ida are both three-letter words. So if it helps you to remember those things, right? The yin side of the body, I'm just going to go straight down the list. So this is that emotion side of the body, the left side of the body. This is the right brain, because remember, our right brain governs our left hand. Mm -hmm. And our right brain governs our left nostril. It's the feminine side of the body. the moon side of the body, the cool side of the body, the emotions, being, creativity, introvertedness, cautiousness, pausing, quiet. The yin side of the body is the ease, right? It is also, I'm going to just allude to this right now, even. Two, four, six, even. Mm -hmm. The yang side, that's the right side of the body, the pingala side of the body. That's the left brain, the very articulate, the very analytical brain. It governs the right hand and it governs the right nostril. It is the masculine side of the body. It is sun. It is hot. It is action. It is logical. It's extroverted. It's loud. It's impulsive. It's activity. It's run a marathon. It's let's go. It's do the things, right? Wow. You just described me in all of that. (laughs) (laughs) You spend a lot of time in the masculine side of your body. I do. I do. How much do you like yin? Uh, Yin, I teach it, but yin is hard for me to do. Hard, 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 hard. Yeah, very hard. You're a yanger. (laughs) I'm a yanger. You're a yanger. (laughs) So one of the things to bring up, oh, I should also mention yang is odd, one, three, five, seven. So just. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. (laughs) So odd, dude. So odd. But so as we talk about this, one of the things I also want to mention is you would be like a hamster spinning in the wheel if when your yang was on the rise, you tried to diminish your yang. It's like spinning your wheels. But instead, Mm -hmm. if your yang is high, you should try and raise your yin Mm -hmm. and your yang will automatically go down. 
But if you try to lower your yang, it won't work. You'll you know, and I totally yang. believe that. I totally believe that because when I am super hyper and super spastic and super energetic, if I can set my ass down and meditate or journal or do a yin class, I feel more settled. Yes. But if you try and tell yourself, you need to settle down, you need to stop doing this, you need to do yeah. this, like you're just spinning your wheels. Yeah. The same is true if your yin is out of balance. If your yin is out of balance and you try to be less yin, it is also going to be like just spinning your wheels. Mm -hmm. But if you try to decrease your yin by going and doing a yang activity, it will naturally come down. Mm -hmm. So, but that's what we are so, so attuned to. It's like, oh, well, I need to lose weight. So I'm going to cut out fat. I'm going to cut out this. I'm going to cut out calories. I'm going to do all, I'm going to take a bunch of things away. Yeah. As opposed to increasing the things that are good. Mm -hmm. Right. Because that's what we do. Every yep. time things go wrong, we're like, well, we just need to eliminate that. Well, if we just stop <laughs> doing that, right. It's, it's like spinning your wheels. You know what I'm right. talking about. Right. Okay. So, so yeah. what are your favorite Yang style classes? I love power classes. I love vinyasa flow classes. Lately, I've been playing with continuous movement flow where you never stop moving. Totally get off on that. I, I love my Bellicon mini trampoline. You've seen me bounce. I love, 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 love that kind of stuff. Yeah. And your sculpt classes and your mm -hmm. hot clothes, those are all very yang style. Mm -hmm. What are your favorite types of yin-like classes, yoga classes? I love teaching yin. So I teach yin. I love yoga nidra. I love uh, restorative, but I seldom get to take restorative. I'm mostly giving restorative, but honestly, it brings me down to teach restorative. Because you have to speak quieter, mm -hmm. you become real flowy, you try and provide them an emotional safe space. Like, yeah, how does that not affect you as the instructor? Mm -hmm. 100%. Yep. 100%. So some of the things to consider when we talk about yang and yin style classes is time of day, right? When we consider the time of day, morning, sunshine, the heat rises, right? This is the yang time of the day. Right. So this is the yang time to be doing your power classes, your sculpt classes, your vinyasa flow classes, right? You're, you know, just trying to stay within nature. It's yang time, do yang stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And then as the late afternoon comes around and the sun starts to cool and the sunset and the evening starts to come upon you, we enter into the yin time of the day. And this is the perfect time to be doing yin style practices. This is the perfect time to be doing restorative, yin, nidra, meditation, slow flow, like just to stay within nature. And as the day cools and the evening comes that we move into our yin practices and we prepare ourselves for a lovely sleep. Mm -hmm. So then we live in this fast-paced world. And because we live in a fast-paced world, people don't necessarily have time to work out twice in a day. Like, I don't have time to do a yang and a yin practice. I can only do one or the other. So then we, yoga studio owners, create these fancy combo classes where you can come <laughs> and you can do yang-style stuff first, and then we end you on yin-style stuff. So it feels yeah. real yummy when you leave. Right. Yeah. So that's how combo classes and yin-yasas came about. And right, like, that's just mm -hmm. how it happens, right? Yeah. So... Did you have any plans to talk about the chakras? 
in relation to <laughs> the, the listeners can't see my eyebrows going I know, I know. because you know if I can find a way to get you know some chakra talk in I'm all about that and <laughs> you know and we're talking about energy and the chakra are those wheels of energy so as you remember me saying I'm gonna just drop this right in here but you remember how I said yin is two four six and yang is one three five seven Mm -hmm. So this is how this works. So the yang sides of the chakras are the odd chakras. Remember, yang is the masculine, the activity, the energy. You think about the root chakra. This is where I build my home and I build my career and I'm active, right? Mm -hmm. And three is our core, our ego, our agni, our fire. It's hot. Mm -hmm. And our throat is our, right? It's, it's our, our loud chakra. <laughs> it's our, our loud chakra. It's where we express those ideas, where we mm -hmm. convey to people the things we want to do. It's where we have this like need to get things done. I have to get this off my chest. I have to say this, like, right? Yeah. That's our fifth chakra. And then our crown chakra is seven, which is our very connected, our manifestation. This is where things happen, right? This is where we connect to the universe. This is where we are in line with nature. This is where we have our relationships to the divine. This is a very active, hopefully healthy and active chakra. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then you flip back to the yin side and the yin side, remember feminine, emotion, feeling, all of those things. Two is our relationships, that oozing creativity, that watery center of the second chakra. It's the lovely heart space where we have all of our feelings and our emotions and how we develop love for people and how we accept love. It's all our emotion center. And then our third eye and our third eye being the sixth chakra is where we have that intuitive sense like, oh, I feel like they're off. How can I help mm -hmm. that person? Or, ooh, I'm off. What can I do for myself? Like, right, this is introspection. This is introvertedness. This is really svadhyaya, self-study. This is where we're doing that, not the active side of our learning, but the very pensive side of our learning, our meditative quality, right? And that's where meditation sits. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love talking the chakras with the yin yang because mm -hmm. it is so important for people to realize that when they have chakra imbalances, you could literally line the chakra up with the body and you could go left or right and you'd be like, oh, yeah, well, doesn't that kind of make sense? Mm -hmm. Right. You know, one of my favorite meditations I've ever done with you is uh, this meditation that you did with um having us visualize breathing in through our right nostril and breathing out. You had us visualize that and you started talking about the Ida and the Pingala energies. And it was the most wonderful. It's probably the, and I've been doing yoga since 1999. So for a lot of years, it's probably the most relaxing meditation I've ever been guided through. Yay, and I, I wish like I had, that. I know, I wish I had recorded you doing it <laughs> so I could do it all the time. Yeah. I wish I could too, because even though I 
have like all the notes of my meditations that I teach. I never read them exactly like what's scripted. Mm -hmm. and, and you can never remember exactly what you said or how it came out. And so it's never the same thing twice. But man, sometimes I do wish that I was like, oh, that was a good meditation. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have that. I wish I had that on recording. Yeah. So I kind of wish I could just record all the meditations I do and then sort them out later someday or I don't know, have somebody script them. I know you and I have talked about this before, like, oh, the book that I could write of meditations if mm -hmm. I could just have somebody script out what I said. Uh, well, you know what? I can talk to you about that. You know, I'm writing a meditation book now and I've already got 15 meditations. So I think we could even do a collab. Nice. Look at that. <laughs> I do have a ton that I have recorded that I would love to go back through and script, but yep. all the things. Yep. So yeah, we've got to get Tanya to record some of her meditations online so you guys can have a place to go to listen to them because they're fabulous. Oh, thanks, man. Mm -hmm. I like that. Can you talk about um, using Nadi Shadana? Oh, heck yeah. Okay. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's a fun discussion. In fact, we were talking about this in 300 hour class just the other day because mm -hmm. we were talking about like what's the rule start with the left or start with the right or how do you know and I was like well what do you want to do like because there's importance in knowing right so if we remember the right side of the body is governed by the left brain that mm -hmm. we remember then that the right nostril is governed by the left brain so if we want to become active and we're feeling kind of slumpy like right we've got that four o'clock yawn plug the left nostril and for three minutes breathe through the right nostril to reactivate the left brain to reactivate the active side of the body now mm -hmm. the flip it is 10 30 at night and your eyes are wide open and you're like shit i gotta go to bed because i gotta be up in six <laughs> hours like i need to go to sleep yeah right? the opposite then is true is you'd be plugging the right nostril to breathe through the left nostril to bring yourself back down into that calm ease side of the body so mm -hmm. that you can try and drift off to sleep, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, using the two nostrils singly is very important because the circadian rhythm in the body suggests that the nostrils change almost every 30 minutes throughout the day. Wow. Mm -hmm. Almost every 30 minutes, just general routine of the day. And so if you notice that you're stuck there, like that's how you can jump start switching it back to the other nostril. Mm -hmm. Now, it is not recommended that you do it all day long. Like it is not recommended that you block your left nostril and only live out of your right nostril for 24 hours because it will literally maybe make you unhealthy because the body naturally needs to go back into rest, right? So don't do this like you're going to cheat Red Bull. Because that's not right. Happen, right? <laughs> right. Okay. Well, but when it comes to alternate nostril breathing, right? Like there's an importance to spending time in a balance between the two as opposed to jumping 30 minutes here and jumping 30 minutes here. But maybe you want to do a meditation. And so using Nadi Shadana alternate nostril breathing to bring that breathing to almost even between both nostrils makes meditation very accessible. Mm -hmm. So alternate nostril breathing is really great for priming people for meditation or priming people for having a very important conversation because they stay balanced before that happens, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love it. It's so cool. And, you know, alternate nostril breathing, you can never go wrong with it. Being, being in balance is never wrong. Right. Never wrong, <laughs> right? Yep, absolutely. Yeah. So it's cool because if we can get 
keep that yin yang in our body even and balanced we're more balanced we approach things you know like oh let me just pause for a second with that and then let me give you my answer right it's mm -hmm. a very balanced approach to life yeah cool i do perfect i'm kat khan and i am tanya rice and this is two pittas on a pod signing off thank you for listening to two pittas on a pod we're grateful you joined us. Join us again for more musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learned, laughed, and enjoyed this podcast. And we hope you will share your comments or questions. Email us at twopittasonapod at gmail.com. And like us on Facebook and Instagram at twopittasonapod.